When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is your typical radio ad while eating a Crunch Bar. This is Automatic of Auto's Used Cars. This weekend only, we're having a whale. Bring the kids. See for yourself. It is huge. Gonna make a big splash. No other dealer can say they have a whale like this. When things sound dull, turn up the fun with Crunch. Hello, I'm Josh Whittacombe. And I'm Rob Beckett. Welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell. The show in which Rob and I discuss what it's like to be a parent during lockdown, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, in an effort to make some kind of sense of the current situation... And to make me feel better about my increasingly terrible parenting skills... Each episode we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how well they're coping. Or hopefully not. And we will be hearing from you, the listener, with your tales of lockdown parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, none of us know what we're doing. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell with... Rob Beckett. And Josh Widdecombe. Oh, that was a good one, too, wasn't it? Yeah, who was that, Rob? Um, I did those. Yeah? That was just me. I don't, did, did you think it was a kid? I, do you know why? No, I, 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 I wouldn't say kid. I thought possibly a dying gran, maybe. <laughs> well, basically, um, I couldn't find any uh, contributors this week, so I did it myself. So that was um, Rob from London, age 34. Yeah, Zone 5 is barely London, but we'll move on. Zone 5. Oh, yeah, let's, we can talk about that, can't we, Josh? What do you want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about the incident of the one show, or do you want to talk about our parental meetup? I think let's go one show, because that was the most recent, and that literally happened last night, and I think there's a lot you need to get off your chest and chin um, in order to really <laughs> sort of burn these demons. But we did the one show last night, didn't we, yeah. with uh, Chris Ramsey, um, a fellow comedian, podcast Alex Jones, and they were they were hosting it, yeah. and we we dialed in, didn't yeah. we, Josh? Uh, so we did the one. Show. Welcome to all our new listeners who uh, uh, hear from the one show. Yeah, um, thanks guys. Thanks guys. Well, first of all, I love the one show, but they did set us up on it like we were actual like super nanny parenting experts. Like me and you've done a course in parenting because they threw dilemmas at us like we knew what yeah. we were talking about, but we haven't got a clue. I'd like to apologise firstly for um, taking the. Uh, Take the piss out of one of the people who threw a dilemma oh, at us. That was so out of order, Josh. It was, I mean, it was, it was it was edging on salty. I thought it was. <laughs> it was salty, wasn't it? It was. Well, no, it was just an amusing. It was just an amusing, uh, you know, bit of banter. But then I did realise that he's just some bloke in a park who they've gone up to film in the lunch break. Yes, and they asked him his his dilemma was his consoles. Yeah. Yeah, I've never had a console for our kids. We've never bought consoles. Me and Mummy don't think it's <laughs> don't think it's right for them to play on computer games too much. And, what, and you said on TV to about three million people. I just said I, I think the first issue you've got is you is, you shouldn't be calling your wife mummy it's creepy 
it really was funny though. That he, was a very funny. It, well, it did feel like he was Norman Bates in Psycho, like oh, Principal Skinner. But anyway, that was by the by. They then did an animation of our podcast. Now, Rob, yes, we have put the, a picture. If you haven't seen this. <laughs> On our Instagram account. What is our Instagram account, Rob? Lockdown underscore parenting is the Instagram page. There's a few bits of bobs on there. But they did a, they did a, a brilliant animation, actually. I, 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 when I first saw it, I thought, well, this could be great. We could do this on YouTube with some of our stories. And it's got um, Rosie Ramsey in the middle, who literally looks like she's a, a film premiere. Yeah. She looks unbelievable, like a Hollywood actress, right? Then they've got me. And really, there's a lot going on with my one. But the problem is, you look so awful that... <laughs> No one can, if you actually looked at that picture of me in isolation, it looks like I've been punched in the eye. But no one has even noticed or mentioned it because you look like about 45 stone. <laughs> you look like the fattest man I've ever seen. You've never looked that fat. Your face is huge. I don't know what they've done. So they've done one of those things where they kind of animate, they get a photo and then they move the mouth up and down. Yeah. And, but they've yeah. like, they've, it's like they've laid an extra yard of chin so that the mouth can move up and down within it. I don't know what's going on. It looks like, you know when you put your face in an app where it makes it obese? Yeah. And then they've used that. And your teeth look like they've just been placed in. You've got no bottom teeth, just like top old grand teeth. You look blown up. I look like I'm... I mean, it's difficult to say what I look like without being offensive, actually. Let me just get it up. Should I just read out what you wrote in the text message? Yeah. No. I look... Yeah. <laughs> you said to me... I look like I'm on drugs for an illness. It does, it does look like that. It does look you good. Look like, you look like you need water retention tablets. You look like you're exactly. retaining too much water and it's mainly been retained in your face. I'm not going to lie to you. It's the worst I've ever looked. Yeah. And at the moment, you're in incredible shape, Josh. You're working out a lot. You've like, you look lean. You look powerful. You know that sort of like powerful. slim. You do. You look like one of them wiry blokes. You look like a boxer from the war. You're, <laughs> you're lean, but it all looks powerful, Josh. But this photo, it's they- genuinely it's a chilling vision of the future that I yeah. need to put above my desk. You've every really time got. A, a- you, you can't put on weight, Josh. <laughs> You cannot allow it. it. Like, you know, some people can carry it off. You won't be able to. It you know, looks, it's insane. It looks hilarious. I can't stop looking Do at you know it. What? I got, I'm looking at it. <laughs> and my face is so big. It, almost, it looks like my glasses no longer fit. How is that the case? <laughs> Your chin's are not, you, I've got a theory on this. Basically, a researcher or something. Uh, let's put a call out now. If you know the person, you work in TV that did this on the one show, let us know because I think there's some beef. There's some salty beef between you two. At some point in your career, you've been salty towards them and this is their revenge. There's no, no other yeah. explanation. It's, it's got there's to be. thousands of photos of you online not looking like this. Did that guy that came to the last leg and said that I didn't give it, do enough crowd work, does he got a job at the one show in animation? It looks like some of your salt victims are started to work in TV just to bring you down. <laughs> to end your career. Um, it was an absolute pleasure to be on the one show. Oh, it's lovely, isn't it? It's such a fun show. It's such a fun show. Uh, really nice. Lovely uh, video about water shrews. I've never really given the time of day, to be honest, but what a creature. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and there were a couple of those shots, they tried to make the water shrews look fatter than they are, actually, and the water <laughs> shrews were livid at home. Also, it's a tough show to be on as a comic, though, because they have to cover everything. It's a magazine show. It started off with sending out condolences to the people that passed away in a train accident. They spoke about that we'd slipped into a recession. They spoke about coronavirus. And then it was a scam about double glazing. And then it was about the exam uh, for Raw. And then I've got a bang on about talking about screen time. And I was like, this is a jump, isn't it? Yeah. Just you, us two are the water shrews trying to keep this, <laughs> keep this bandership afloat. <laughs> 
It's a bit of a dark show. Just make Josh look obese. Yeah, why not? <laughs> um, so we'll be, we've, we'll be using that picture, I'm sure. Uh, Forever. Uh, well, can we do some merch? I want that photo on a mug. Or we could do, we could have, that photo could be, we could do, I tell you, we could do salty and unsalty salt and pepper pots. So salty, oh, we'll have a good. photo of you looking moody on the last leg. And then unsalty in brackets, it's just pepper. We can have your big, big chubby head. Yeah, that's going to be great. Be that's, nice. that, I, can I just put my name down for not having them in my kitchen? <laughs> okay, fair enough. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Now, we should say that since the last recording, our children have met. I should play out uh, what my daughter was saying in the car home, Rob. All right, okay. So Tom Allen was there. If you're not aware of Tom Allen, he's a wonderful comedian. You might have seen him on Bake Off yes. at Extra Slice or um, there's something about movies or various things. Oh, Mock the Week. He gets Mock about. He gets about. He, he's doing all um, himself. Yeah, so it was, it was lovely. It was, uh, you know, you came around about midday and um, your daughter, uh, do you know what your daughter, they played really well. Do you know what's fascinating? It takes two hours for children to acknowledge other children's existence, doesn't it? Yes. Sometimes, especially... Like, when they first meet, they're sort of a bit clingy and stuff like that. But what was good was, by the end of the day, they were all playing lovely. Lovely. And eating together and playing games and stuff like that. And it was it was good. It could have been awful. Can I just say, what a wonderful family home, Rob. What a wonderful oh, family home. I'm, I'm going to say it. It makes me realise that I live in an adult's home that has been adapted to have a child also living in it. Rather than you basically live in a... Crash. A wonderful... <laughs> A soft play. No, you basically <laughs> live in a, in a wonderful family home that I'd love to grow up in. And I came home and I thought, that is the home I would want to grow up in. Maybe we should do that to our house. And then within 12 hours, I changed my mind. Yeah. But for a moment, I yeah. thought, should I put my daughter first? <laughs> well, no, it's because we bought this once we had kids, where you moved into your place before you had kids. Yeah. So, hence the knickknack collection, where we are very light on knickknacks in our house. There's one yeah. room with a few knickknacks in, but ultimately, it's not that knickknack heavy, is it? Yes. No. And that's because we had kids when we sort of were getting it done and stuff like that. We've already made a purchase based off the back of... Um, what, have you, what have you bought? We've bought uh, a, a suitcase of pens. What a success the suitcase of pens has proved to be. Yes, we had huge pen colouring in problems where we had like, just basically like a drawer of loose pens. Lids sure. everywhere, no respect to the pens. They were treated, yeah. treated like animals, awful, horrendous, right? So that was the situation we've been in. Mm. And since you get the suitcase of pens... yeah. And enforce a put the lid back on, and then you can have fun with tidying up the pens afterwards. Yes, and then it's, ho- it's a game changer. Yeah, because also there's only a set amount of pens, and they've all got a certain space in the suitcase, haven't they? We've got a trolls one. We got it from Costco. It's only about ten quid. You've got loads of paper and colouring in, like like pictures of trolls to colour in, and also we had crayons, felt tips pencils, all have their specific points. So what you do is you go right. We're putting the suitcase of pens away now. We're missing a pen. And that's a game, hunt for the pen. Yeah. And if they don't respect the suitcase and the order of the suitcase, no colouring in. And we don't have any other colouring pens or pencils apart from the suitcase of pens. This is the thing about you, Rob. It's fun, fun, fun. It's just <laughs> the fun. <laughs> Do you want some fun now? Do you want suitcase of pen fun? I'll give you some fun. Fun never ends in your house. <laughs> 
<laughs> but they they got on really well though. It was quite a relief though, Josh. And um, it was and our, our our wives have met before, but not properly. Yeah. And it's not. I think we'll be able to continue with the podcast. It's it's all fine. There was one moment though. There was one moment because your daughter's dropping her nap. She got a bit stressed, didn't she, for a bit? But do you know what? That was great because. At other people's houses who don't have children, that would have been a real like that's it. That's game yeah. over. That's yes. we're going home. That is goodbye. Yeah. Good night, Vienna. See you later, pancase. Yeah. But no. No. You clawed it back. Honestly, when you you went because she was playing up a little bit, but nothing too bad. She was just getting a bit stressy. You took her into the other room. Gave her a Valium. Gave- <laughs> Screamed in her face until she was quiet. <laughs> and I said, me and, me and Lou were taking bets. I was like, right, I reckon there's a chance here they might just panic and leave or they're just, they're going to stay. It's going to be interesting to see what your approach is. And I would like to say, I'm going to credit you now. It was the spirit of Istanbul. You were three <laughs> nil down at one point. After a great start, you went three nil down in the blink of an eye and brought it back at one, four, three. Because like I said, and we were the same. If we'd gone around other people's house and our kid was doing that, that didn't have kids, we would have gone. But when there's other kids there, because then ours were kicking off later on. It's just, yeah. it's fine. It doesn't matter. But it was good that you uh, you, you pulled it back around and stayed. Well, I, think- I, I felt yours were, I felt yours were little out of order when they were kicking off actually Rob I thought it was <laughs> but um yeah it was good though that, that, that you did that rather because like you say if you do visit your friends that haven't got kids you just think oh let's just go home and let her sleep in the car yeah. and then you're at home feeling fed oh. up but that was good and it was a great day let me just say my daughter this is her on the way home talking about her highlight <laughs> okay. Rob Beckett's office she absolutely <laughs> loved Rob Beckett's office. My, my girls love it as well because I don't really, because they've got like, the house, it's just full of all kids' stuff. So up here, I don't really want toys up here and then playing up here because it is a bit knickknack heavy in my office. It's, a yeah. bit, it's one of the knickknack zones. And then I think it's because they weren't really supposed to be in there. And I'll quickly show you, they were like, oh, can I have a look? Can I have a look in there? And stuff like that. But I'm, I'm, I'm glad that your daughter liked my office. She loved your office. She just loved your office. I mean, it's She sounds wonderful. like she was coming back from Glastonbury, though. She sounds like she had the time of her life. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, like voice going, like, chilling out in the car. Um, I should say, what do you think Tom Allen made of it? Well... Tom Allen was supposed to be popping round. He popped around at midday. I said, um, Josh is coming over um, for the afternoon. He leaves around the corner and, and, he, and he had to pick his bike up. I went, well, you come round, have a, you know, have a drink and then pick your bike. I went, I'm going to you know, have one and then I'll pick my bike up and then I'll go. He arrived at midday on Saturday. He left at 10 a.m. Sunday. <laughs> he got... Basically, we all had a couple of like drinks in the afternoon, and then you guys left around like six ish or something like that. And he just, I, I, could, I couldn't drink, I couldn't drink. No. Obviously. Me and him got absolutely battered all evening, so drunk. He did an exercise class on the Peloton bike at midnight, and then <laughs> yeah, you sent me a video of him on the Peloton at midnight. What were his stats like? Um, he did a 15 minute ride, and to be fair to him, he burnt 17 calories. <laughs> What I didn't get was he was so drunk and he was pedaling so fast because based on the Peloton thing, it's got like a screen and it does a cast for you, right? Yeah. And it tells you go fast here or go slow. The whole time he was going as fast as he could and it was so funny. Like falling <laughs> off it. But yeah, we, we got a bit drunk and had a good time, but he, he really enjoyed it to be fair. There was one point where our daughter's just stuck, I would say, about over 500 stickers on him. 
Yeah, we should put the picture on our Instagram. Yes, we should of do Of him that. with the stickers on him. But he enjoyed it, actually, to be fair. And also, Tom Allen hasn't got children. And if he, if our children were hard work and not getting on and be difficult, he would not have stayed all afternoon. So I think no. he gives the play date the seal of approval of a non-parent. Because yeah. you know, I've been to ours before without my kids, and it's all kicking off, and you just do one. You just get out of there. But he was happy to stay. Um, so, you know. Good on him. Oh, I should also give a shout out to uh, to Lou for a wonderful lunchbox she made, uh, Pearl, for the way home. Oh, yes. I mean, the, the tips I've picked up, Rob, I've almost become a parent from this trip. Right? <laughs> yeah. So you've got like cardboard style you know, boxes. Like the, like the, the Happy the, Meal boxes. Like, a, like yeah. a Happy Meal box. Like a cardboard box that you bought, you order off the internet and it comes flat and then you can build it and, and fill it with snacks and stuff. Yeah, what a win that is. And so you fill it with snacks and then it's like exciting for the child to get the snacks out. Yeah, so we do that when we got friends out, like they're friends over, or if we're going to the park, rather than just putting it in a carry bag, you put it in there and like there's your special box and they like it. It's like little little fun yeah. treat thing. But they're good. You just got to make boring stuff exciting. Exactly. That's the key to parenting. Like, because the reality is all you need is a bit of grass in a field for a few hours and they keep all right, busy. Let's not talk about drugs, Rob. But yeah, <laughs> but, they, um, but yeah like, you just make mundane stuff. Like, you know, we do car picnic. Where when it's hundred degrees, you just sit in the car with the aircon on and let them eat a sandwich or something. And it's like carpet, you let them climb over the seats a bit. But make boring stuff fun. And I think that for kids, you know, you don't want to waste money it's, on something. Epic. Genuinely, I know. I know. Obviously, we're we're here to say how bad things are and to mock. But it's nice to get these tips and give them to the listeners. Well, I think. exactly. Yeah. And now, according to the one show, we're going to get Super Nanny series. Exactly. Rob, do you want some correspondence? Yeah. It's the lockdown parenting mailbag. But it's actually emails and there's no bag. Mate, I've got, I've been inundated with salty stuff from you. Oh, come on. It's really gone up a notch. I think, if anything, the exposure on the one show is going to make it worse. Oh, They'll be like, no. that's the guy. I can put a name to the face now. You know, that big fat headed man. That <laughs> was horrible to me. <laughs> um... Before that, Rob, in the spirit of the one show, can I ask a uh, ask Rob Beckett? Um, so this is from Stuart Dow Walder. I need your help. Bath time for us is stressful enough. I have a three-year-old boy and an 18-month-old girl, but my oldest has just started making this worse. As soon as he gets in the bath, he tells us he's done a piss. He calls it a wee, don't worry. My partner tells him off and makes a big deal of it. Uh, Me, I think kids will piss in the bath and it doesn't necessarily ruin the bath. We often fall out about it as I claim we shouldn't be making such a big deal of it. Could you tell me, A, your thoughts on it? B, if you think pissing in the bath, even now as an adult, is actually that bad? And C, what percentage of water will be piss? I believe a tap running for five, six minutes compared to a bit of piss will mean the amount of piss is so negligible it won't matter. Personally, I don't think you should be weeing in the bath as an adult. That's a massive no-no. Um, also, I don't think we people really appreciate how much piss one person can produce. Oh, it's so much of it. It's like pints. If I really need to go, I reckon I could do a two pint piss. I can tell you that is true. Well, not for you, obviously. I don't know about you. I can tell you that's true, Rob. <laughs> I can tell you that's true because have you ever been at a festival in a position where you can't get to a toilet in a big crowd? Yes. And if you piss in a bottle, it's way more than a bottle. Oh yeah, easily. You're looking at a. A pint minimum, so anywhere yeah. from a pint to two pints. I don't think anyone's done bigger than a two pint piss. That you know, no. maybe someone like Shaquille O'Neal, but that's just you know, 
<laughs> relative, isn't it? Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah. So I don't think any adult should be weird in there, and I don't. I I, I don't think you should make a big deal out of it. But I think get get them out. Like just you know, you've got to just try and encourage them to do it. It can't be just barfing in piss, can you? Do you think that they should say you can't do this? Yeah, I think they say you can't do it, but don't go mad on it because then they it becomes a thing, doesn't it? So you're coming down against Stuart, really, there? I'm really, yeah, I'm against Stuart, but I don't think you should go too hard on it like his partner wants to. But I think it's just to just explain, no, you can't, it's not, it's not a big problem, you can't do it, but next time you need one. But then always ask them before the bath, you need a wee, and put them on the toilet. Yes. I think, basically, yes. basically part of the schedule is, right, have a wee, then we get in the bath, and then they'll learn. Yeah, yeah. we're going with it. That's my vibe. Do you yeah. know what, Rob? They're coming to you for the advice. If they can't exactly. take the advice, they need to, they, they shouldn't be coming to you for exactly. it. And Shaq, if you're listening, how much do you piss? How much do you piss? Is it more than two pints? But do you know what? That's that's to all of our listeners. Send it in. Measure how it up. You... Send us in your scores and we'll start a kind of Top Gear style league table. Oh, yes. I mean, that's something I'm into. I don't, I don't know if you're saying that as a joke. But I was something... saying it as a joke, but... <laughs> All content's content. Yeah, exactly. I mean, have you changed? Like, you know, when a kid is like about, you know, three or whatever, or four and still wearing a nappy overnight, the the, the piss in that nappy in the morning, oh. it's like they've just dunked it in the toilet. <laughs> it's insane. Um, Rob, this yes. will blow your mind. This is from an anonymous person who doesn't want their name. And my six-year-old is really into science and nature. After watching Steve Backshall, we decided to buy a motion-sensitive wildlife camera. Oh, yes. Alex Horn said about this, didn't he? Yeah. He said it was great, yeah. Yes. Well, let's see. We used the camera overnight in our garden, hoping to find evidence of hedgehogs or foxes. We drew a blank at home, so we decided to go further afield and place the camera in a local woodland. Oh, no. Success. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> we managed to catch the video evidence of deers and red squirrels. Kids were delighted. So... We scoured the map for somewhere we might spot a badger or a pine martin as we live in rural Scotland. What's a pine martin? <laughs> I don't know what a pine martin is. <laughs> I, to the point where I wonder whether he's written something else and it's just changed it. <laughs> I'm Googling pine martin. I mean, uh, right, pine What was the other thing he's after? A badger? Badger, that's real. A pine... Oh, my God! A pine martin? It's like a little mongoose thing. Oh, wow. It's mental. I want to see a pine martin. Oh, mate. Pie might. It's like a cross between a ferret and a fox and an otter. Well, they found something much, much worse. Oh, no. I put my camera deep in a pine wood overlooking what I suspected was an animal path through the forest. The following evening, I returned to collect the camera, exciting to see what I find. Imagine my surprise when I found imagery of a late middle-aged gentleman passing the camera. My initial surprise turned to horror as the chap returned a short time later, this time... Stark bollock naked, except for his sports socks and hiking boots. Oh, he's not. Is, are the kids seeing this at this point? Yeah. Just when no. I thought this couldn't get any worse, he stopped by the camera and proceeded to interfere with himself while standing naked in the woods during broad daylight. Oh, no. Suffice to say, what began as an innocent part-time to satisfy the curiosity of the kids has become a minor <laughs> police matter, with our memory card seized as evidence. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, that is a lesson. For anyone who's trying to catch footage of a pine martin. Do you know what, though? It just really sums up how disgusting men are. You can put a camera anywhere, and after enough time, you'll find a man wanking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's not an Ask Rob. That's not him saying, so what What should this man have done? That yeah. is just Oh, turn his back, wear a balaclava when he's wanking, and he can't get caught. That's what I'd suggest. Yeah. I don't know who the advice is for. <laughs> 
you want to see um, a pine martin, Google it because I found one already, and I did have to see a bloke's cock. So, <laughs> oh, also a pine martin. You're looking at it's four times the size of a weasel. It's sixty centimeters long. Are you still talking about the pine martin? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah it's twice as long as a weasel. That is. <laughs> so we're still learning, isn't it? Uh, uh, are you twice as long as a weasel? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. God, I was with this bloke last night. God, size of a pine martin he was, mate. You see Absolute nightmare. Someone at the swimming pool. What are you going there? A pine martin in your trunks? <laughs> Absolutely packing our pine martins turned up. <laughs> so, Josh, do you want some uh, salty emails? Yes, please. Here we go. I've got one about me being a bit salty. Okay. Okay. I have a tale regarding Rob being a bit sassy for your podcast. Oh, sassy. We went to a show in Liverpool last year. Hilaire, by the way, although I'm sure you won't read that bit out. Yes, I will, mate. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> he was kind enough to chat to some fans at the stage door afterwards. Oh. He was lovely and it made my year. However, one fan had made him a cake and when presented with it, he, well, he declined. <sighs> Can you believe it? The oh. poor woman. I mean... We got his point. Who knows what the hell was in it? But when you just shove it, gratitude, be polite and take it and bin it. It's not like she laced it with her hypno and planned to follow him. Brutal of him. Alas, it didn't alter my opinion of him. And I still love him. My husband had got me the tickets as a gift. Uh, and they hadn't arrived. Instead, he wrapped a paper mask of <laughs> Rob's face um, to open. Um, you wouldn't have enough paper to wrap a mask <laughs> on my face after the one show. I set the mask on to the night, and I think he was a tad scared. Yeah, I do remember that. She sat in the audience with the mask on. <laughs> is, I mean, like, and in my defence, if you've just done a gig to a woman wearing your face as a mask, and then they offer you a cake after, and I'll be honest, if you do give me a cake, I will bid it. I think that I'm not going to eat it. If you, if, yeah. if a stranger gives me a cake, I'm gonna, I'm not going to eat it because that, I think that's reckless. Yeah, I think that is right. I mean, you'd have to really like cake. Yeah. So apologies for not taking the cake. I would always go, oh, thank you. And I would have taken it and then probably not eaten it. I may not binned it or I may have just put it in the staff room of the theatre or something. So it wasn't yeah. wasted. But I, I probably wouldn't eat it because I just think I don't know what's in that. But I can't remember that. Also, I, that gig in Liverpool, I was me, I was going straight to a pub to meet my family. <laughs> so that may have been on my mind. Yeah. I once did a tour show and it was yeah. Susie Ruffle uh, was supporting me. This was a few years ago. I'm vegetarian. Susie at the yeah. time was dabbling with being vegetarian. And the promoter, who is a great promoter, put out a wonderful rider, all of it meat. All right. And um, and we've, we thought we can't just not eat it, but we're not going to eat it. So we kind of um, emptied the packets kind of into our bag to kind of look like we'd eaten it as oh, a polite no. thing, as a yeah. polite thing. Then the gig ended and we were really hungry, obviously, because we hadn't had any food. Yeah. But we told him we'd enjoyed the rider. And we were like, oh, could you recommend an Indian to go to? And he was like, oh, actually, I'm hungry as well. I'll come with you. Oh, so no. he came to the Indian with us. And as we were driving, I said to Susie, because she'd only just gone veggie, I was like, you're going to have to at least have a fish dish, mate. <laughs> Uh, do you reckon he would, I don't think you would have caught. Because I was like having to go, oh, God, I'm, oh, I'm, uh, do you know what? I, I I just fancy a vegetable curry. Yeah. I'm just going to have the veggie I, one. I had all that meat earlier, which was lovely. Yeah. But I think it's to balance it up. I love meat, though, but it's so so tempting, isn't it, to have the lamb? But you know what? I think I'm going to go for veggie. Um, yeah. So did, you, did she order a fish dish? Yeah, she did. I mean, she. Uh, let's be honest. She was veggie for about two weeks. Yeah, okay. So fair enough. You know, yeah. fish is basically a veg, isn't it? It's hardly yeah. meat. It's a swimming uh, vegetable, Rob. We swimming, all know that. It's a swimming cucumber. <laughs> on, um, on the subject of your tour, 
Uh, Chris Marsland, uh, I, I won't do, go into the full email. He talks about his tough life parenting. And then at the end, he says, thank goodness I have signed permission uh, for a single glorious night out by myself to Ooh. see Rob's show at the Churchill in Bromley. Oh, lovely. On October the 20th. Yeah, well, fingers crossed that still happens. We find out, we should we should find out by, t- today's what, the Friday, so that's the full t- So it's the 15th is when they're making a new decision on gigs So and look stuff forward like. to seeing Rob crossed. in April, Chris. That is your night out in April. <laughs> yeah. Also, no, I do think, right, you know, like, I know what we do is on, like we're in the public eye and stuff, but imagine if you worked at Sainsbury's and as you come out from your shift, someone come up to you and, I really love what you do in the aisle. Here's a cake. I've not seen enough cakes for one day, mate. <laughs> anyway, so sorry, I should have taken the cake. But then I just think, I'm going to bin it anyway. But, oh, God, I mean, what, what no, to do? No, I, th- I don't think you come out of that badly, Rob. You're going out on a night in Liverpool. You don't want to be taking a uh, potentially, drug- cake. potentially drugged cake with you. Yeah, well, seriously, it's a cake a stranger gave me. Well, not a stranger, someone come in the audience. Anyway, Susan Doherty. I quite like this from Susan. I think you'll agree with this from Susan. Hi, Joshua Rob. I think these so-called salty emails are very unfair. I just think people's expectations are ridiculous. You're both delightful, doing your best, and you should consider cutting these messages out. Really enjoy your podcast. Best wishes, Susan. Ah, oh, thank Suzanne, you, Suzanne. I think Suzanne. Suzanne. Sorry. Thank you, Suzanne. I couldn't agree more, Suzanne. Right. Okay, Josh. We have a follow-up email from the last leg salty debacle. Oh no! With oh, images. We put that to bed. With images. With images. Okay, right. So, hi again, Rob and Josh. Thank you. So this was the person who came and saw you at the last leg where Daisy May Cooper and Joe Lysett was on, said she was salty and being rude and on your phone the whole night and stuff like that. Not yeah. during the show, just in the advert breaks, obviously being on my phone during the show. Um, in the in the recording breaks. Anyway, thank you for taking the time to read my previous email about my girlfriend's son disdain for Josh after attending last leg. Listening back and reflecting upon it, I was probably quite harsh to criticise Josh for being salty, given the explanation for the mobile phone use. Because I think the part of the show was you had to order a takeaway to be delivered into the studio and you was basically set a challenge. That's why you was on your phone a lot, sorting it yes. out. Okay, so that was that's well, been that's put good. to bed. Yeah. That's been put to bed. Right, thank you very yes. much. Next no, no, email. no, no, there's still oh. some more. Uh, oh, it's very okay. possible that I slash we got things wrong. I asked my girlfriend, as you said, you'd like to hear her side of things, and she just said, he came across as a bit of a prick. So you've gone from salty now to prick. <laughs> this is a, I mean, a I'll huge tell you jump. something. I mean, that is, I, I thought this, this email was a thanks for reading it out, <laughs> no, an agreement that the explanation made sense, and rather than the calling of a star witness, it's escalated. Yeah. Also, not even it's not even gone salty to a bit of a knob. Yeah. Also, a, mate, a prick cheats on you. A prick. I, I think. I think he was there. He can make his own. You know. Well, but he just he's 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 scowled it back because of your explanation. However, he went to her again for a second opinion. Right. Bit of a prick, and she vaguely remembered a story from Josh at the beginning of the show, bemoaning his week on tour and specifically a hotel room. I, he seeked out the episode and he's found it on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Well, that needs taking down. That is absolutely yeah. so illegal. Can you, can you remember? <laughs> Can you remember what happened then, Josh? That, yeah. I think it was that one. Um, it would have been when I had the hotel room that had the glass wall between the toilet and the bedroom. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, he said, upon seeing the first 10 seconds alone, I had to agree with my girlfriend's view of Josh's demeanour on the night in question. While it may be wrong to label someone saucy or having resting miserable bastard face, he looks incredibly sour slash bored listening to Daisy's story. <gasps> what? I've attached a couple of screenshots 
bit creepy, he said about himself. I think show clear evidence of this. I have yet yeah, no evidence to support the claim of Josh's lack of over humility. But let me just say that Adam Hills comes across as one very humble man. Again, Adam Hills is coming out of this. He is very humble. He's a very humble man. King He's a humble. very humble man. <laughs> He's humble. He anyway, um, it's not fair to compare Josh with the lovely Joe Lysett, but... Um, when literally compared side by side, it's pretty damning. Thanks again. So he's he's taken a photo of the of what the four shot of the people on the yeah. on the sofa. Yeah, exactly. So he reckons his first. Let me just play his first ten seconds. Probably get sued for this one. Had a recent dream about Boris Johnson. Oh yes, I did. Okay. I had a dream that I had an affair with Boris Johnson. I mean, oh. I mean, it's, I, I've just watched that. It's very unfair, Josh. And oh, really? you, you look, you're looking away a bit, but I just, I just think it's getting blown out of proportion. I think Chris may have too much time in his hands. I, I feel like I, I'm, I'm going to say it, Rob. Yes. Part of what has uh, got me rebookings is an ability to laugh along and be positive throughout panel shows, but sometimes over my comic ability or my actual enjoyment of the experience. Oh, you're the king of looking like someone who's enjoying himself on a show without necessarily saying anything funny throughout the show. <laughs> <laughs> I would say. <laughs> You're the king of that. That's how you. That's how you work. You I'm live. doing it now. I'm doing it now. <laughs> you're great. You, you, you're, you're my. You're my Emma Hesky. You're just setting it all up for me. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what? This is the thing the fans don't realise. You need yeah. the Hesky for the yeah. Owen to play. Oh, the Milner. You've got all yeah. the records going. All the awards. You haven't won any awards. So he's won the Champions League. But <laughs> keep the engine ticking over, Josh. You're the comedy engine. But you know so, I mean? so feel free to attack my jokes. <laughs> feel free to attack my big fat face feel free to attack my annoying voice but never say that i don't laugh along during a tv oh. show that is my absolute number one skill that's your calling card exactly you're almost like an audience member that's on the stage it's excellent <laughs> it's great for team morale so you know I, that, that, I, don't know, I defend you on that, and I just think you've looked away at one point, and I think they've blown it out of proportion for a bit of a, a bit of airtime. To be fair, I, I await further evidence when uh, the wiretap within my dressing room that day is revealed by this man next week. And I think we can put any beef between you and Daisy May Cooper to bed because oh, yeah, definitely. he's been on the show. It's great. I'll put he's the picture, I'll put the salty picture up of you looking away, but it's very much taken out of context. I don't think you can read too much into that, and I, I'll call this case closed. I've known Daisy since before this country was on. She's a, she's a wonderful performer. So my face not being contorted in glee for two seconds, I do yes. apologise for. Yes, exactly. Also, if Jack D was on it, you wouldn't go, oh, he just looked like he was miserable. <laughs> yeah, I would have saw Jack D on last thing. He looked like he had the ump a bit. That, and it's allowed, isn't it? But anyway, Josh, I'd, I'd say no, no, no salty. I've got a few ones that are actually salty about you, but apart okay, from that, no. no. I don't Oh, what's that? What is that? Where are you in airport? <laughs> That's our door. <laughs> Shh! Don't tell anyone. I'm flying back from Spain. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> I've got to stay in the house for two weeks. Um, um, so we've got plenty more emails we can go through next time, uh, Josh. But let's, we have to put that one to bed. I think. Yes. Um, how can people get in contact? This is how. Email us hello at lockdownparenting.co.uk or tweet us at lockdownparents or Instagram lockdown underscore parenting. And you can also send us stuff P.O. Box 76748 London E99DW. Uh, thanks for listening, people. We've got another episode on Tuesday. It's Ellis James. Oh, I mean, people have been waiting for this. The Miracle you- Man. Exactly. The, the the greatest dad in the history of humanity. Oh. And it is 
an absolutely brilliant episode. I absolutely loved it. The first 10 minutes where he basically does a monologue about his schedule during lockdown was breathtaking. And if you haven't listened to Izzy Sooty's podcast episode, you have to listen to that. They're a couple with kids, both excellent comedians. And um, if you listen to her one first before Ellis's, you'll get a lot more from it because it's basically answering a lot of questions that were posed um, in Izzy's episode. So enjoy. Thank you very much. We'll see you then. Bye. 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 